That's the, so. the what? The, the rusty jubilee. <laughs> yeah, sure. All right. You ready for this? <laughs> yeah, off the back of rusty jubilee. Let's go. On the back of a rusty jubilee. Welcome back to the last call podcast. My name's Mark. There are worse rusty things to be on the back of, if we're honest. That's true. I'm um, joined by Ash. Uh, have you ever had a rusty nail before? I've had a rusty something, but I promised her I wouldn't talk about it. Wayo. Wayo. What is a rusty nail? Uh, a rusty Enlighten nail. the listener. A rusty nail is one part scotch, one part drambuie. Oh, we're talking alcohol. Oh, okay. It's a honey liqueur. No, no, nothing fun coming from that. Um, it's a different realm to what I was. Thinking. I know what rusty you were talking about, mate. Yeah, the rusty jubilee. Exactly. No. Dad was very much a uh, rusty nail fan. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, um, all right. Let's kick straight into it because we've got a lot to go. I've got a list going. Might not be over yet. Five seconds. To- oh, he's at about 13. 13. <laughs> Can you believe it? He's kicked 13 on the siren. He had <laughs> 13 on the siren. This week's list will be top five movies. <laughs> Maybe I'll release that as just a fun halftime. We did spend about 20 yeah. minutes talking about movies and actors so wait 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 i did not click consent to be recorded for that i did not the the girl did not come up with the voice and say please consent that you it hasn't stopped recording it hasn't stopped recording we're still going there's a trap for young players (laughs) all right the list this week um biggest one season wonders in the afl off the top of my head I haven't done any off research. Off the top of my head. Just off the top of my head. All right. Uh, In no particular order, either one of Liam Jones or Zach Dawson. Uh, they moved. Both, the, both are yet to have a good season. No, actually, that's not true. Liam Jones had a good season. Liam Jones had a first really good dogs, season. I think. No, that's not even his best season. He had a really good season a couple of years ago when he went back for Carlton to the back line. Yes, when when he first got moved back. That's that's the season I'm talking about. Um and Zach Dawson when I think he played for St Kilda, I'm going to say. Cuz he went to Frio and then no, he started at Hawthorne, went to Frio, went to St Kilda and had like a good year. So there's that. <laughs> Who was it that he got decimated by one game for Hawthorne? Was it a rocker? It, I, I think I said this last week, but it was one rocker. It was Jonathan Brown and Wayne Carey three weeks in a row where he conceded, I'm going to say 23 goals in three weeks. Obviously, it's not just his fault, but still. That is grim. That is peak 2005 Hawthorne right there when Zach Dawson is your fullback. So there you go. (laughs) He's 
He's back. He was no Jonathan Hay. He was no Jonathan Hay. Ash is doing laps around his fucking balcony again. Uh, just trying to make sure, in the words of Gang of Views, that the fire doesn't go out. But in a much more literal sense, that the charge in my laptop doesn't go out. I mean, that's a good shout. It would have been an interesting scene if Ash just cut out. I mean, for the listener, I basically did. <laughs> that's, that's very true. Um, next on the list, Michael Barlow. Um, when he played for Fremantle. Yep, excellent shout. Very good one season. Um, got him a banger of a contract at uh, Gold Coast. And then uh, he's just been injury plagued. A lot, not a lot of these, but I tried to avoid injury plagued people. Mm. Like Morabito had a really good season at Fremantle. I think. Well, oh, there's someone I haven't thought of in a while. Yeah, Anthony Morabito, and then like he had a brutal like three knee injuries in a row. Mm. And like that's obviously not on him. So I tried to make it like just one. Yeah, someone that was just really good for a bit, and then back to being shit. Yeah, correct. Um. You remember Sam Carriage? I do. I do remember the care. I the, think he played Ridge. Adelaide. Yep. And then he kicked six goals one game, like five in the last quarter against Carlton. And then he had a good season that year, got him a big move to Adelaide and then fell off a cliff and did absolutely nothing for the rest of his career. Um, so that's Sam Carriage. <laughs> um a throwback, a very big throwback to before we were all born. Colin Robertson. Do you know Colin Robertson? Is he Russell's dad? He's not Russell's dad. He was then no. 1983 Norm Smith medalist. Of course. Hawthorne v. Hawthorne. Yeah. He had an amazing 1983 season. He only played six years for Hawthorne. 80 to 86 played in one grand final and won the Norm Smith that year. Wow. wow. Yeah. It just wasn't good. Wow. Um, last one, which I think you'll like, do you remember Jack Anthony? Do I remember Jack Anthony? Collingwood Port Adelaide legend. Uh, kicked 50 goals in 2008. Um, only- Didn't he die? Didn't he fall off a balcony? Yikes, I didn't look into that. No, it might not have been Jack Anthony. I might be killing the wrong guy. It was Uh, definitely a Port Adelaide guy died. Jack Anthony, a Pies superstar in 2008, (laughs) only to be overshadowed by one of the best goal races in AFL history. Um, I think he came third in the Coleman. Huge, yeah. And, Uh, And I can at this time confirm, alive, Okay, good. Um, You're gonna say dead. It, I'm like, it, it was another ex-Collingwood and Port Adelaide player, John McCarthy. Ah, uh, f- fell off a balcony in a, a footy trip in Vegas. Another big goal kicking forward. End of the 2012 season, partying a bit too hard. <clears throat> Thought he was Chris Angel. <laughs> Thought he was. Yeah, all right. Um, and that is my list just off the top of my head of one season wonders. Do you have any contribution off the top of your noggin? 
<laughs> um, I mean, apart from the accidental death that I've already contributed to the list. Other than that. Um, um, yeah, as I think I said to you, I mean, it's, it's not fair because he's still a good player and has been a good player, but there was just that 12-week period like half a decade ago where Todd Goldstein was the best player in the competition. Yeah, it was him and, what, five? <laughs> just bizarrely, it was like, oh, yeah, no, well, Goldstein, clearly, top two. Actually, how do we feel that one-season wonders? Adam Cooney. 2008. Yeah, the... the um where he won a Brownlow and then you're just like, he was good. He was a good part of that midfield, but like he had one absolute belter of a year. Yeah. I mean, there's plenty of those examples, I think. Um, and Cooney was again, a victim, well, not a victim, a beneficiary of what we were talking about before where the Bulldogs that year, I think they finished top four, but didn't make the grand final, obviously. Mm. And we're like, one of the sides that won heaps of games, so they're going to get votes, but probably didn't have standout midfielders to take votes off each other. Yeah, that's true. They had a very old Scotty West on that team, I think. Very old. <laughs> um, yeah, Matty Boyd. Uh, Rowan Smith. Woo! Rowan you thought of for a while. There you go. Brad Johnson. Yeah, uh, the Smiley Assassin. Love to see it. Nathan Eagleton. <laughs> there you go all right uh, <laughs> but yeah no a good list good list. Hey, are, we, are we ready to lament are we on uh, yeah no we're on dear mr president there are too many states nowadays please eliminate three i am not a crackpot i want you to get up now I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Wait, give me something that's... Juicy. This week's lament, and really it's a call to arms. <laughs> it really couldn't be it really couldn't be against anybody else the the man or men two men really that are single-handedly destroying our state and look i, I don't think it's hyperbole to say destroying the country just all of this year and last year we've had to put up with this bullshit over and over and over again and there comes a time we've got to stand up we have to fight it and we can't cop it anymore like it is utterly, utterly ridiculous that we keep accepting MRO decisions like the one that Michael Christian served up for Nick Holman tackling Mitch Duncan on Saturday afternoon. That is possibly one of the worst. We talked about Dean Margetts the other week with the worst out of bounds on the full call and possibly one of the worst umpiring decisions on planet Earth. In the moment, Lee Montagna described that as a perfect tackle. So did the umpire. He yeah. paid holding the ball. It was a great tackle. Uh, uh. Well, I, I think the point that you know you've got it wrong isn't when all the fans revolt or the players start openly criticising the MRO on Twitter or all the even most conservative commentators start abusing the 
MRO. But it's when the concussion campaigner comes out and says, this is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the point that you're like, that is uh, the last. We, 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 we might have fucked up here. Yeah, no, a, and, a, the most ridiculous call since Dean Margaret. And Yeah, and I mean, it did take 40 minutes delibera- deliberation at the tribunal. Uh, but in the end, common sense prevailed and he was found not guilty. So, I mean, little wins, I guess. It took the common person 40 seconds. Yeah, and it still took the tribunal 40 minutes to decide that. Like, that is... Is there a jury? Yeah, like that. that's how long the jury... So at the tribunal, there's three... Well, there's three of them that act as judge and jury. Yeah. Like in the high court in Australia. Hey, that could be there's your no jury, job. but there's more than one judge. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. And something that I've said on this podcast will prevent me from becoming a judge at all, let alone a high court judge. I meant at the AFL. Oh, yeah, probably even then. No. So, like, one of the people in the <coughs> AFL tribunal is David Neitz. Neitzy! And then there's two others as well. Yeah. But <laughs> Neitz yeah, and no. two others. Neitz, <laughs> Neitz A-all. <laughs> or A-L. <laughs> At all. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's the, the lament. Again, uh, not a whole lot of analytical content other than to say, pull your fucking head in. Yeah, no, other than <laughs> all our analysis is just basic common sense. We are very much a man of the men of the people. In fairness, the podcast was the mission statement of the podcast is to be something that you would hear at the local pub. Correct. You're not going down, you're not going down to the front bar and hearing two old codgers having a pot and going, Yeah, but I mean, if you look at the angle at which he tackled him, it was hard for him to drop his knees in that split second. If you look at it in slow mo, like he's got 0.6 of a second, like no. Yeah, um, Gary and That's Neil, not you're getting. <laughs> they're not looking at the advanced <laughs> analytics. Um, you, you want that? Go to Kingy. Go to Kingy in his lab. Uh, Listen to Damo's podcast. Okay. Can I have a sidetrack lament about oh, we, 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 Barrett? Only if you play the sting again. <laughs> Jamal's Dear lament. Mr. President, there are too many states the nowadays. Please eliminate three. I am not a crackpot. I want you to get up now. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as bad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Wait, give me something that's... (laughs) It's been a big build-up. Um... And it's nothing exciting, but Damien Barrett has to have one of the worst takes in AFL media since Kane Corns came on the scene. Because <laughs> Kane Corns came on the scene, and I think he was in that shock jock mode of, I'm just going to say be, the most controversial thing that I can. I'm going to be Mary Contrary and just say the opposite of what everyone's thinking. And I, I don't respect it, but I'm just like, okay, that's what you do. That's your thing. Damien Barrett, if right. It, yeah, go on. No, go on. Sorry. No, again, as we were talking maybe off air before about Nickelback, if you're self-aware when you do something like that, and if you're doing it to, hmm. to be deliberately antagonistic or devil's advocate, fine. And Corns does that well, I think. 
Yeah. Damien Barrett just has poor takes. I love, don't get me wrong, but the Bont, a very good AFL player, probably top, he's probably top two at the moment. He's probably top two. He is based not, on current form, yeah. Based on current form, he's probably not the best player already in the Bulldogs history. Ted Witten didn't die for this shit. <laughs> you know? You're right. Lin Jong is stiff also. <laughs> Jason Ackermanit <laughs> didn't dye his hair for this shit. And I like I just every week I come like he comes out with articles and he has his own daily podcast where he just says the most outrageous shit. I think he's the Skip Bayless of the AFL. Um, I would I would like to proffer uh, an interesting demo theory, mm. and it is is linked to a similar theory that I've long held about one of his close associates, actually, Mister Craig Hutchison. Mm. When they're in serious journo mode, they are insufferable. Yeah. When they when they transition to a platform or a medium that they're happy to take the piss and just joke around, not too bad. For example, Damo, when he's on Triple M and is having the piss taken out of him and it's all jovial and joking around and he's put, referred to as purple and he's he, laughing, at, he's actually pretty good. Mm. And the same with, same with Hutchie, his Saturday morning radio show that he does with Liam Pickering on SEN, great. It's fantastic value. Listen to it every week. As soon as he tries to be a serious journo, awful no it's shit and it it brings me to the worst segment ever in the afl media and i'm considering us as part of afl media if then is possibly one of the most reactionary and misinformed pieces of journalism that comes out every week and it is infuriating I never actually read it or listen to it or whatever medium it's on. I assume it's probably both, right? It's probably an article and a podcast. I assume. But I do. I do see the um, just like the clickbaity grabs on Twitter. And yeah. yeah, you're right. It is some of those takes are worse than your takes. Yeah, and I have. I I said I once said that Joe Root is a good batsman, and he's hard to get. It's hard for England to lose when he's in good form. So there you go. You're still on mute, mate. <laughs> yeah, that was after he just scored three double centuries in a row. That he yeah, said, oh, he's in good form. Hard to lose. Yeah, that, that's hard to lose. So that's my off off the fucking top rant about Damien Barrett. I've had enough. Damo, I'd also on. I'd also like to put forward that Mark Robinson, starting from a very low bar, getting worse. Yeah, no, he's... Mate, the only reason the bar's getting lower is because he keeps going to the bar. His his takes, and it feels wrong to say and, like, bizarrely far right to say, but his takes have genuinely become what he thinks will please, like, the crowd on Twitter. Yeah. So he's, like, advocating for all these causes that, like... We've seen him and 
seen him write and seen him on TV and heard him on radio for 15 years. We know what he thinks. We know who he is with like, and his articles in the past 12 months have just come completely 180 degrees from everything he's ever said before, just to yeah. so clearly and blatantly appeal to like the, the Twitter audience. And it, mm. it's insufferable. Yeah. But Oof. the less said about Robbo, the better. Correct. No, we're anti-AFL media. <laughs> Even though we are the AFL media. Oh, yeah. We'll get there. Having, having said that, stay tuned next week for our semi-exclusive with West Indian cricket superstar, <laughs> Kieran Pollard. Dwayne Bravo. Viv Richards. Oh, you know that, what? <laughs> Nothing's off limits. Yeah, no. Mate, when I read that, I was absolutely floored. Do we know if it actually happened? Has anybody heard it? I'm going to I'm gonna look into it after we finish because it is just... We're going to get him on the podcast. I swear to God. We're going to get Coop on. Well, not, not if that's the level he's at. He's gone from Tom Morris to Chris Gale. His next, next interview is going to be with the Queen. <laughs> hey, like, that, is, that is a significantly right? upward slope. He's going to get Prince Philip at this rate. Are you kidding? He'll get anyone. He'll get Michael Jackson. Henry VIII. <laughs> All right. Are we on for a multi? Is that is that what we're up to? Mate, right, hit me. Oh, you know, I think the end goal for this podcast is to interview Anthony Hudson. Um, I listened to him... Uh... Oh, that's right. I was in the car with dad. So I was listening to the, the Sam Newman and Don Scott podcast, which is entertaining for mainly because of how out of touch with reality Don is. Yeah. Cause Sam <laughs> Newman is very in touch. <laughs> yeah. But Don feels like he's been frozen like Walt Disney since he retired. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they interviewed him on that huddle and it was fantastic. Yeah, we yeah we should get him on. Put we'll put some feelers out. Yeah, I'll I'll email him. <laughs> I'll email Hutto. Anyway, we're on for the multi. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's just a Hudson at foxsports.com.au. Something like that. A Hudson at I say it, but I don't believe it. dot com. <laughs> a Hudson at yeah, a Hudson thirteen. Sorry. <laughs> um. Okay. Leg one. And I should preface it by saying that we, we are in such a serious mode this week that I have not even added up how much the multis pay. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I am a professional radio man. I can do it on the fly. Yeah. So leg one, we are on England to beat New Zealand in the first cricket test starting Wednesday. Ooh. How exciting. Cricket's back. Cricket is back. Back with a vengeance. Um, I, yeah, paying a dollar eighty-three uh New Zealander. No, no, sorry, that's wrong. Englander, because it's in England. Dollar eighty-three, England a bit New Zealand. Joe Root. They're hard to beat when he's in good form. What hard else could you say? What what grounds are being played at? Um England. With uh no, fair question. If if it's at um, 
I don't know. Is there, is there a ground in England that New Zealand play better cricket at? Hey, if it's at Marcus Triscothic Oval, then I think New Zealand are a chance. I can confirm that the stupid fixture does not have a stadium. No, it's at Lords. Lords. It's not it's at the Lords. bridge. Is there one called the bridge? <laughs> Trent Bridge. There it is. Um, leg two, and I just want to say again that last week I put my faith in soccer teams that I knew nothing about, so I'm only going with things that I actually know something about this week. Um, so this in leg two, we are going to the semi-professional rugby union championship in New South Wales and Queensland, the Shoot Shield. Uh, yes, your bread and butter. Yes, the finals are on this weekend, and we are on Sydney University to take out the cup. At three dollars twenty-five. Leg three, as previously prefaced, pre- it, it doesn't exactly as previously discussed. Aforementioned. Yeah, aforementioned works. Um, Western Bulldogs versus Melbourne tomorrow night in front of a packed-out crowd of zero at Marvel. We are on the Bulldogs to win by more than forty points. And he's paying five dollars. You've got him at ten goals, so. Yep, ten is more than forty, as you found out last week. As is twelve. Yeah, that's true. And to bring it all home, here we are to tie it all up. To uh... drum roll, please. <laughs> the worst drum roll in the history of drum rolls. Mate, I left my, it's, I left my fucking drum kit downstairs. Yeah, you can have to make it sounded like the drummer dropped his stick. <laughs> it sounds like rain on a window. <laughs> okay. Well, after that build up, how can we go anywhere other than the boxing ring? And we are on Floyd Money Mayweather to defeat Logan Paul at a dollar oh five. Mate, it's a bit long. You kidding? He should be a he should be a dollar flat. He should be ninety five. No, actually, here's what's gonna happen. It's gonna be like, it's gonna go however many rounds it is because it's a dumb exhibition match. And then Floyd's gonna win on you know points. Weird yeah. decision. He's, he's never. He always wins on points because in his fights nobody ever lands a punch. Well, yeah, because he he's basically a marathon runner. Yeah. He's, he's, like Chris, he's like Chris Eubanks with boxing gloves on. <laughs> he's really good at giving hugs. That's all I see. I see him do a few laps, try to throw a few punches and then hug a guy. And then the ref's just like, ah, 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 break it up. So uh, what, what anyway, that is our very, very likely to get up multi and it is paying. I won't ask for a drum roll because... That would be ridiculous. He's paying $32.47. Mate, I reckon it'd pay about $32.20 if you left the Mayweather thing out. Can I also just, as a side note to the multi, Mm. state to the listeners, take out another mortgage. Don't put it on the multi this week. That would be irresponsible. Take the Bulldogs at the 40-plus. They are paying $5.20. I, okay. 
the certainty of the Bulldogs winning by, f- what is it, over 30, 40 plus? 40 plus. And Jack McRae to get 30 plus disposals. Oh, that's a good point. Uh, 40 plus, really. 40? 35. You'd I get might, $12. It, it, could pay, it could pay for your life. <laughs> take every cent you can scrounge from you, your family, your friends, anyone you can meet. Take, a take loan. out loans. Yeah, exactly. Call up your local. And bo- just put it on that multi and you will be set for life. You'll be a multi-millionaire. Exactly. It's like crypto. It's footy coin. Ah, uh, yeah. Crypto, bull, no bull, bulldog coin. Bulldog coin. Uh, or should we say bulldoge coin? Hey, yo. Hey, there's a topical crypto reference for you. I hate myself. Yeah, right. <laughs> I uh, no longer consent to being recorded. <laughs> All right. Are you ready? I'm gonna I'm gonna come at you with both my segments now before we go for who am I? So are you ready for just I'm gonna come at you with whatever you like. Spanger getting it back from shoes, goes down the line. Oh, I hope this stays in. It does. Keep going. Oh yes. Now it gets really interesting. Two bounces. He'll caress it down someone's throat. He does. And they've got six. <laughs> six. Oh. Oh. Caress it down the throat, <laughs> folks. I think that's the best part about that whole call is after he says caress it down the throat, there's silence. And then Bruce just goes, oh. <laughs> um, all right. I've got two things for you. I've got a quiz, but first I want to go this or that. I've got how many players have I got? One, two, three, four. I've got eight players. Two, one V one. Who's better? Starting off, Bont or Petrarca? Truck. This just this season. Truck. Truck. Dusty V Danger. Obviously everyone's Dusty. Out, but you know, we move. Clary V. Parrish. Uh, Clary. I'd say the life sucked out of sucked out of him. Caressed down his throat. And last one, teammates. Lions V. McCluggage. Say that again. <laughs> Lions. V McClug. Oh, Jared Lyons. Jared Lyons. <laughs> I thought you meant the team. I think you were going to say Neil V McClug. Uh, no, McClug. Nathan Lyon. Lyons. <laughs> Jared Lyons. Yeah. What? Okay. Uh, no, McCluggage by the length of the Flemington straight. And, and famously, that is a big straight. All right. We're kicking on right into the quiz. Are we ready? I'm ready. I got five questions for you. Who kicked the most goals in a single AFL season? Bonus points if you guess how many. Uh, yeah, I figured all time. Um, that's a good question. Uh, Dunstall? No, but a uh, fellow Hawthorne player, Peter Hudson, in yeah, 1970, kicked 146 in a season. Poor. Yeah, a bit off. Who kicked the most goals in a single AFL game? Bonus points for how many? 18. Mm. Um, Fred Fanning. Correct. 
When was the last time an AFL player kicked 10 goals in a single game? Um, I don't think it was Buddy, but I'll say Buddy. It wasn't Buddy. It was Jack Rewalt in 2018 against the Suns. He kicked he 10 goals, six. 16 shots of goals. Yeah. And he kicked, no, good effort, but 10 goals, six? Jeez. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. All right. Here's, here's a doozy for you. Ned Reeves made his debut this weekend, making him the tallest player ever to play for Hawthorne and equal tallest in the AFL all time. Name two of the three other players who are 211 centimetres. Sandalands. Correct. <laughs> um, Terrible AFL player, bit of a yank. Oh, Mason Fox. Correct. The other one is who was the other one? St. Kilda guy who I didn't even bother to put on the list. So this is for, this is for a pass. Uh, you so yeah, this is for a pass. This is this for is a pass. For three. No way you'll get this. And if you get this, I will literally take out a mortgage and put it on the multi this week. There's a top of the table clash between the Bulldogs and Melbourne this Friday. When was the last time these two played in a finals match? Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, oh, 1970, no, 58. Uh, 1994. False. Uh, Melbourne won by 10 goals. Guess who kicked 10 goals for the Melbourne team? Uh, noted. Uh, <laughs> uh, Noted adulterer in the AFL media. Played for Melbourne. Brownlow medalist. No, not Brownlow medalist. <laughs> what? Wayne Carey played for Melbourne now. Uh, Gary Lyon. He was not an adulterer. Wow. Uh, I think the timelines are unclear there. I think they'd been separated for a while. Uh, it was just the fact it was his best mate's ex. Still. He hit 10 goals for. He lost to the dogs by a point that day. Other AFL media in that team, David Schwartz. The Ox. The Ox. So that that's my uh, this or that and random quiz for the week. What an obscure fucking quiz. Yeah, I mean, I'll make it more relevant next week. I think the quiz I've will make it turn. I've got good news, though. Yeah, go on. My Who Am I is just as obscure. Fantastic. It's what we're here for. Go on. Do, uh, I, get a, do I get a sting? Who? 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 Thanks, Snoop. Uh, he's uh, he's on repeat. Okay, for five points. I'm just. You might get it at two. Oh, probably one. Probably one. I debuted for Collingwood in 1987, playing a glittering 131 games across nine seasons. Robbie Flower. No, he was... Played for Melbourne. Yep. Yeah, he did. You're right. 
and considerably before then, didn't he? Yeah, no, Robbie Flower was definitely like mid to early 80s. Yeah. Um, right, four points. At 193 centimetres tall, I was predominantly a centre halfback and featured in the 1990 Collingwood Premiership. I also represented Western Australia three times in the state of origin. Why am I thinking like I have any idea? Next, next one. <laughs> Since retiring in 1995, I've worked extensively in the media, calling football for both radio and TV, as well as holding other football jobs. Um, I don't know. Literally, I'm just like Jackovic. No, West Coast. Um, Set off back for the pies. No, no idea. Two points. I was a member of the iconic Channel 10 calling team in the mid-noughties and was the host of the underrated fifth quarter show post-Saturday night games. Oh, this is going to kill me. No, no idea. Go on. I'm just excited to hear the name now. I'm excited to get to this clue. One point. I'm currently working for the AFL and trying my hardest to destroy the very fabric of the great game with my unique brand of nonsense. Is it Michael Christian? It is Michael Christian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right. The, I wouldn't have got it at two. I absolutely got it at one, but yeah, I mean, he played in a flat. Yeah, you could have, you, you could have been a big fan of the fifth corner. I was, I personally was not a big fan of the fifth corner. So, but you know, uh, no, a good one. Very obscure. Very. Obscure. I, I did the lament, and I was just had Michael Christian on the brain, and I was like, "Fuck it." I was like, "There's no way." I didn't oh. even know he played footy. But we move. All right. We do we do move, which appears to be your new catchphrase. Yeah. Uh, it's it's here to stay, apparently. Um we got some last call in us before we wrap it up. Absolutely. Yeah, where was the last call, folks? <laughs> What do we got? Um, all right. Well, it's been a while. We've got a lot of soccer. Um, actually, uh, no, let's start with soccer. Um, Americ Laporte, who plays for Man City, uh, born in France, never got picked for the French team. Um, so he got a Spanish passport and now plays for Spain. Get in when you can. I mean, when when you can't get picked for one team, just just go to another team. That's what I say. Um, keeping on with the soccer, are, are you aware of a man named Karim Benzema? Am I aware of Karim Benzema? No. <laughs> so he's a another Frenchman who played in uh, the French national team until 2015. Um, and then got dropped for being involved with trying to allegedly blackmailing a teammate uh, for his 
to pay a ransom for a sex tape and then got dropped for the past six years and he's back. He's back in the team. Um, so there's that. Yeah. That's that's some soccer for you. <laughs> what have you got going on? Um, Phil Mickelson just became the oldest ever person to win a major in the golf. At about 300? No, 76. 76? No, not really 76. 50, I think. Yeah. Jesus. Um, Phil is 50. Yeah, 50. But still, a very good effort at 50 years of age to compete with Bryson DeChambeau and the like. Ah, yes, the 300 kilometer gorilla. Yep. Um, But yeah, Phil showed that the old dogs still have it, which is nice for a sport like that, I guess. I mean, if you're going to have a sport that's uh, geared towards older uh, gentlemen and women, golf is probably the one. I would, I would argue. Or chess? Chess, yeah. I, I, would, I wouldn't call chess a sport. Well, you, that's just offensive from you. Uh, a big apologies to Gary Kasparov. I know you're a big listener. <laughs> There's someone you haven't thought about in a while. I've never heard of Gary Kasparov. No, he's one of the best chess players in the world. I would be throwing an apology out to Chris Darvaniza. Oh, Darvin. Chris Darvaniza. There's someone I haven't thought about in a while. I think he's a doctor now. That doesn't surprise me. I think, I, I don't know who I heard that from, but I think that's true. I'm very not surprised. Um, no, it was always trending that way. Right? It was very much trending that way. I have one more last call thing. Um the Los Angeles Clippers were in third before the last game of the season. Um, and they tanked the last game to my Oklahoma City Thunder to try and get to fourth um, so they could play not the Los Angeles Lakers, who are looking good and very may well win a championship for the multi. But they, they are currently down 2-0 to a team they tanked to play in the Dallas Mavericks. <laughs> Um, Luka Doncic <laughs> looks like a future Hall of Famer and future top 10 best player of all time. He's 20. Dirk, is, is Dirk Nowitzki having a great game on a oh, great series? I mean, he's he was in the stands and he was cheering. <laughs> That's all you need. He's about 90. Um, but yeah, it's just funny to watch the Clippers lose again because everyone loves watching the Clippers lose. Um, so that's my last, last call. Um, yeah, I, I don't think I've got a hell of a lot of sport. Um, no. That's right, we got the cricket coming on soon. That's true. Wednesday, it'll be evening, I think, so about 8 o'clock probably from London. Mate, we might do a th- another Thursday podcast. Last day of lockdown, a bit of cricket rundown. We may, we probably will not do because I'll probably you'll be probably be moving. Move. <laughs> you'll probably be moving. I think I'm moving next morning. Yeah, no, fair shout. Well, we can sort that out offline. Thank you so much. We can see. <laughs> For listening to the last call podcast.
It's- As always, I like your pants around your feet. Oh, that's just a rule for life. We'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs>